irreverent, entertaining, cool. You're listening to LA Talk Radio. You're listening to Razor Riffs with Keith Razor and Alan Lee right here on LA Talk Radio. All right, excellent, Rifters. What's going on? Keith Reza with my trusty colleague, sidekick, best pal, red glasses, Alan wow. Lee. Thank you. I really appreciate it, especially the red glasses part. I want everyone to visualize that. <laughs> yeah, you're, you wore the red glasses two weeks in a row. Yeah, yeah, yeah and uh, I wore the Machina uh, medals uh, party at the improv. You know, that, I, that, I wasn't there, but you, you went to Sheena medals. Uh, Anniversary, anniversary party. Anniversary party at yeah. the world-famous Hollywood Improv. At the world-famous Hollywood Improv. She was there, of course. Uh, she uh, was the, had a wonderful show, t- talked about how she got started in radio, and it was, it was, it was fabulous. And you know me? I love, I love those, those events. You know me? Yeah. You, were, uh, uh, you were at somewhere working and uh, probably doing some comedy somewhere. Yeah, I went, I, I, I went yeah. to a, mm-hmm. I had work at the day job. And yeah. then I was on my way to go, and then I saw a open mic thing, and mm-hmm. you know me, when I see comedy, I just got to do it. So I did an open mic. Oh, wow. And I got to tell you, because I, I, I'm trying to do a clean set, because I got rejected by this comedy club. So I tried to do a clean set at a bar, mm-hmm. and it did not work. Oh. <laughs> the clean set or the dirty set? No. Or the blue set, a I'm clean, sorry. A clean set. It was, was a little bit hard to do. Right? At a bar. Yeah. Well. Like, they, because they, they, I think people's bar... Uh, Attention spans at bars are just too, um, like they, they, you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I'll never, I'll never forget. It's hard doing knock knock jokes at a bar. That's what I'm saying. Who's there? What? No, who's there? No, no. I was just telling you a knock knock joke. Oh, I thought you wanted to do one now. Oh, I don't know. You, you know knock knock joke? I can come up with one. Okay, so you say knock knock. Knock knock. Who's there? Uh, oh wait, wait, no, no. I say knock, knock. Who's there? Okay, wait. Do I say or do no, you? No, you okay. It doesn't matter. Whoever okay. starts it. Okay, you start. Knock, knock. Who's there? Our next guest is not here yet. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's the only improv I could come with. <laughs> anyway, I uh, remember when you ran a room. Uh, was it Huntington Beach? You ran two rooms, actually, but you ran Centerfields, which is a sports bar. Mm-hmm. And you remember that you, how hard that was, and it was challenging, and you got up there, and, you, and you know, like you said, there, you know, it's like you just said about, about what, you, what happened to you. Oh, yeah. And yeah. you handled it well. Yeah, but back then I was, a lot, I was a lot more newer to comedy, so I didn't really understand uh, bar crowds. You know what I mean? Yeah. But after but, you do it for a while, you kind of – you would think they're not going to like – clean jokes but i still did it because i got practice it sure so i could send the set to the club and be like hey yeah, look, guys, look how clean i am look how clean i am you know? but you but you, I, what i was trying to say is that at centerfields they liked you i thought you i always liked you there and i you you know i went up you put me up a number of times there yeah and i learned a lot from that experience they they do comedy night at centerfield now too i don't you don't I, go there because you were running the rooms. So yeah, and you I don't would, like you, running rooms. Because it's like I just yeah. want to make people laugh. And I'm sure. like, if I'm running rooms, I have to deal with comics. Yeah. And yeah. then, you know, they're like, oh, there's, you know, why isn't there a crowd? And it's like, because my family. Well, why didn't you put me up first or second or yeah. third? And I was like, well, I would, but you don't have red glasses like Alan. That's maybe. correct. That's right. And many times you said, Alan's going up tonight, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, you put me up first, which is, is that the weakest? Going up first, that's like the weakest spot. Traditionally, yeah, I thought it was. Probably, yeah, traditionally, you know, the the host is the weakest yeah, spot. Yeah, 
But at a no. bar, I don't think it really it matters. It doesn't matter. But you let me host. Yeah, I yeah. never forgot that. Hosting, I think, at a bar is a lot Not stronger than hosting at a comic club. Thank you. Because hosting at a bar, if yeah. you think about it, you have to be a headliner. Yeah. In my opinion. Because, you know what, let's just talk to our guest about this. This is an excellent question. I think that uh, because he's Mr. A, Scheidner... Yeah, Whittle, he'll Whittle. know way more than me. Would uh, you please yeah. ask him that? Well, we, we got to we, give him an introduction. Yes, but these opening remarks are taking forever because I'm in love with these red glasses of yours. I know they're dazzling, aren't they? <laughs> our our guests in the next show will love them too. Uh, and, I, and next time I wear the blue glasses. All right, guys. Ah, <laughs> oh. blue material. Get yeah. it? Oh, that's uh, cool. I love that. All right, well, guys, before <laughs> we uh, we're phoning in our next guest, yeah. our our guest, uh, you guys have seen him in mm-hmm. Married with Children, uh, the Tonight Show with Johnny Carson. He wrote a book called Kicking Through the Ashes mm-hmm. by Rich Scheidner. Mm-hmm. And he's the star of a documentary called I Am a Comic with Rich Scheidner. And uh, I'm willing to bet our guest is Rich Scheidner. You know, it's a wild guess, but it's Rich Scheidner. Scheidner? You said it right. Scheidner with a D and E-R. Yeah, yeah. That's what I, I thought I said right. No, you did it beautifully. All right. I, this is going to be fun. We're calling him now through the Skype. Hi, this is Rich. Please leave a message. Thank you. At the tone. Excellent. Oh, there you go. So Rich did not pick up. Yeah. You had the correct number, I take it. Well, obviously, the voicemail said, hey, this is Rich. No, but that's not his cell phone. Well, I'll text him right now. See what's up. Should I try him again? Yes, please do. Because I tried texting him, but I don't know if it went through because I don't have any signal. is like hi this is rich leave a message thank you at the tone please record your message when you have finished recording you may hang up or press one for more options hey rich it's uh keith reza uh just giving you a buzz checking in and uh okay uh it's 705 you say call you so i'm calling you all right i'll hang up and then i will call you again Excellent. Bye. So, um, we'll give him a buzz. Yeah. Anyway, um, while we're while we're waiting, <laughs> I love Skype. You know, I didn't realize <laughs> when you said Skype, why why using Skype when you're not going to? Uh, this is not going to be on video. Well, Skype also does the audio too. I don't. This is you don't use the video. Yeah. I didn't wait. No, but we don't have a video. Yeah. 
but I thought you were, you know, Skyping him and then he was going to Skype us back. No, I'm going to Facebook we'd message him. We'd see each other and be cool. Because my text message did not go through. Mm-hmm. So maybe I'll give him a, a, a call. Would you want here? No, no, I got it. I got it. Just entertain the folks. Tell so, them about yeah, your you know, day. Uh, it was a great party uh, at the improv. And uh, Sheena, which I just spoke to, told us all about how she got started uh, in radio. Sheena Metal here, and it's a great show she has. It's topical. She has all guests from all over the place, knows everybody. Uh, you know, that's Sheena Metal here at uh, LA Talk Radio, in our internet radio uh, empire here in Sherman Oaks, California. And uh, she found herself in radio first as an actress, which she is, a good actress, a writer. And uh, like me, she fell in love with the uh, microphone, and uh, it's a blast. You know, if you, in fact, I, I, I would recommend that is almost therapy. If you want to go out and buy, hey, Rich, it's Keith, and buy hey, a microphone. Hey, uh, I've been trying to call you. Can I hang up and call? Uh, go ahead. Okay, I'm going to call you in two seconds. Purchase a mic. I have a on Amazon or wherever you like. I Amazon's one of my favorite places. Go to buy microphones. All right. So I just got done talking to Rich. So I called the phone on my cell phone. Wow. And he was like, hey, man, I thought you were going to call me on your cell phone. <laughs> Let me finish this one line. Oh, oh. Did I interrupt something? Yeah, because, you know, you were getting the guest. Please get the guest on right now. Don't worry about me. Oh, no, but, no, but, you but, finish your story. <laughs> anyway, buy a microphone at any any place, even if big lots for that matter, 99 cent store. Get yourself a little amp, put it in your room, and at night just go crazy on the microphone. You'll have your own little show before you go to sleep. Oh. And you'll be happy. That sounds like an excellent Is story. Right? Yeah, it's I can't great. wait to listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> but here it comes uh, with Rich. All right. Hi, this is Rich. Ah. Please leave a message. Thank ah. you. <laughs> now he just called me. <laughs> okay. See. Oh, you, I should probably tell him I'm, I'm calling him. Okay. I love this part of the show. Hi, this is Rich. Please leave a message. Thank you. <laughs> At the tone, please record your message. Okay. When you have finished recording, you may hang up or press 1 for more options. We are having technical difficulties. If you are satisfied with your message, oh, wait, press 1 on. to listen to your message. Press 2 oh. to erase and re-record. Press 3 to continue recording where you left off. Press four. Okay, uh, how do I uh, do a new call? Uh, are you still there? If you are satisfied with your message, press one to listen to your message. Press two to erase and re-record. Press three I to continue recording where you left off. <laughs> press four. I can't press three. You can't? No, no, no. Oh. I got this. Are you still there? Wait, if you are you satisfied with your message, Press 1 to listen to your message. <laughs> Press 2 to erase and re-record. Oh. Press 3 to continue recording where you left off. Press 4. Uh, what's going Sorry, on? Sorry, you're having trouble. Your message you, has been sent. Goodbye. Oh, excellent. Okay, so they hung up. Okay, we're... Okay. He just texted me, call him. So I'm calling him. At the number, correct number. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Hear it, I hear it ring. Okay. 
Hey. Hey, Rich. How's it going? Hey, Rich. Hey. Hey, man. Uh, cool. Technology, huh? Yeah. I Don't. think I should probably just go in my car. I'm out in the streets here. There's no valley. Oh. oh. I'll, probably, I'll probably just sit in my car. Beautiful. Uh, oh, you're performing at that theater tonight, huh? Yeah, yeah. I'm right out front, right near it. But uh, there are a lot of people out over there. And oh, I don't that's... have to go find my way in. I can sit here and do the interview here. That's oh. fantastic. Wow. Well, I appreciate you doing the, yeah, the interview. That means a lot. Sure, man. Sure. He's got things to do. Uh, we were trying to call. You, we were trying to call you on the Skype, but for some reason, it wasn't working. Yeah, I wasn't getting it. You know, I, I had my thing on, but see, it wasn't. That wasn't ringing. My phone wasn't ringing. Your Skype, Skype attempts wasn't ringing. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't like Skype anyway. Yeah, no. It's all about the FaceTime. You ever do the FaceTime? Yeah. Yeah. yeah of course. <laughs> so, Rich, uh, first of all, I just want to say. Uh, yeah, you know, thank you so much for doing the show. We tried to get you last year, but uh, it just man. didn't work out with whatever. But He's a busy man. I I I really love your comedy, but I don't think we've ever met. I know we talk on mm -hmm. Facebook and stuff, but have we ever met? I I don't know if I have or not. I don't. I I can't remember. Yeah, I mean, it's just so. That's the thing about Facebook is like you could all connect, but it's like I, everyone's like, oh yeah, you, you should get Rich Schneider, and I was like, yeah, I love Rich, but I've never met Rich. Well, you're meeting him now. I've done a lot of shows. I haven't met the people beforehand. That's that's go. quite all right. Yeah. yeah. Are, are you a name person or are you a face person? Face. Yeah, me too. I'm a face visual, person. visual, yeah. visceral. Yeah. So. Yeah. So uh, we we like to call. Mm -hmm. We like to like listen to little other interviews that you've done, so we don't ask you the same the questions. Same questions he's already had. You, you think okay. that's you think Try. that's smart, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think so. Watch the yeah. first question yeah. be the one. I like how you said, I like how you go, we don't like to answer the same question. And, you, and here's your partner. He goes, same question. You know, like, same, like you guys are saying the same thing as you say. And like they ask the same question. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I was listening to the, the Johnny uh, Carson podcast. And that was a great interview. But did you think it was like a, a little weird that the guy knew the exact dates and all the other guesses you did the show with? Like I was like, holy Lord. Yeah, he looked up. A, he knew a bunch. Of them. He didn't know them all, but he knew a bunch of them. Yeah, I thought that was very uh, wow, man. Uh, that's that was some good research. There. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was just like, yeah. I was just thinking my whole time, like if I was ever on that show and I did Carson and someone was interviewing me and they would send these dates, I was like, yeah. I did it on that date. Yeah. Your third grade. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. Some of only couple I remember. I just I don't know the exact dates, but just kind of the year. But that's yeah. all. I don't know it. Yeah. yeah, I was like, because on my calendar it said I had a dental appointment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. You know. let me get that calendar out for you. <laughs> well, you let me know. get that 1986 calendar. I got it in my box over here, right by my desk. <laughs> well, you know, w without mentioning any p other podcast, uh, Rich, we found it very funny that uh, one gentleman asked you. He said, "You know, I used to go to comedy a lot. I went to different clubs, and I think I saw you somewhere." Oh and, yeah. And he just said, <laughs> and you, you handled it very well. You nodded and said, "That's possible. You must have seen me somewhere." <laughs> Alan, and you, he kept a straight face, and I laughed my ass off because the guy just went crazy. You know, like, like, oh yeah, I, was, I know I've seen you because we used to go out. And he said, "What the fuck?" You know. <laughs> <laughs> when we were watching that, I just, you know, I loved your facial expression. Comedy? Is it possible I saw you do comedy? Yeah. <laughs> I could believe it. Yeah, it's possible. <laughs> That's why we're talking right now, isn't it? 
<laughs> Alan Alan doesn't like to mention mm. names, you know, because he's like one of those safe guys. Well, I love guys. making names. I love but, name uh, dropping. Yeah, I, I'll he, call my mother tonight about this. Yeah, but you should tell him what show that was so the folks can see how funny Rich's expressions were. No, no, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to mention another podcast. Oh. No, I'm not going to do that. That's not a name anyway. Ouch. Yeah, was those are fighting words, eh, Rich? <laughs> Ah, ah. Look, he said his mother. I get a lot of people going. Hey, my grandparents really like you. They they saw you back in the day. <laughs> I stick in for two more years. It'll be. Hey, my great grandparents saw you back in the day. <laughs> no. they're big fans. <laughs> yeah, my great grandparents. They were in high school. They were fans of yours. Have you ever have you ever had someone say that to you? Like that that's just gotta be awkward. No, not great grandparents. <laughs> yeah, but I, I know it's coming. I, I get the parents. I still there get the go. parents. That's all, right. that's all right. People are getting older and older. The ones who are saying it. Yeah, it's <laughs> hey, you got gray hair, and then you say your parents saw me back in the day. Oh boy. Okay. <laughs> but but you know what's weird? Because like uh, I'm I, I've been doing comedy for you know a while, but not as long as you. But. Every, all the comic heroes that I talk to that are like my mentors and in the business as long as you, their heroes are Johnny Carson. But I never watched Johnny Carson, so my hero was Arsenio Hall. Well, I did Arsenio too. He did. Oh, did he? Yes, he did. Oh, yeah. my God. But do, do you yeah, think- I did a couple Arsenio. Yeah. You had to get permission. Uh, I was doing Johnny at the time too, and they just said, look, you, you did right by asking. And they would just not, you'd do like a three month, um, wouldn't be three months uh, before you or after you did Tonight Show. That's all. Oh, oh. there's a waiting period. Yeah. Well, I kind of. Yeah, did. yeah, yeah. So so if you did Arsenio, then you couldn't do a Tonight Show for three months. Wow. After, if you just did a Tonight Show, you'd have to wait three months before you did Arsenio. Yeah. They didn't want it too close. That's all. I don't know. Wow. I don't know why. Don't know what they do to artists, you know, there's just, just all these uh, things they do to us. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. But the point I was making was like, so I grew up watching the Arsenio Hall yeah. show, not the Johnny Carson show. You know what I mean? So yeah, sure, I get you, man. No, he look oddly, and in my recollection, the history of it, you know, he took down. He's the one really that took Johnny down, and nobody saw mm-hmm. it coming. Yes, sir. I, I did kind of see it coming in a, in a weird way. I didn't realize at the time, but I saw. Do uh, you remember the group, the Smiths with Marcy? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right, so I was over, I had a deal at NBC, so I was over talking to the person who was uh, uh, handling the script for my, my pilot for TV sitcom. Mm-hmm. And I had a, a point, you know, a meeting with him over there, and the, the uh, Jim McCauley was a town coordinator, and I, I went by his office to say hello to him at the NBC studios, and he said, hey, you know, Cosby's on tonight. And I know he was saying Cosby is, is like, you know, you can't even say his name anymore. I get it. But at the time... This was a, a different version of Cosby you knew. Yeah. And I was like, oh, Cosby's on the show. Yeah, why don't you stick around? You can see Cosby, mm-hmm. meet Cosby backstage. And I said, oh, fantastic. I'd love that. So I stuck around for the show, and the Smiths were booked. Now, they forced Johnny, because they were trying to get him hipper, you know, trying to, mm-hmm. to, to um, um, you know, his demographic. He was older. He was older, and they're, sure. like, trying to force acts on him that he had no idea who the Smiths were. And he came out, and... The place was packed with Smith fans. They weren't Johnny Carson fans. They got there early, got all the seats and tickets, and he came out, and his monologue died. I mean, he couldn't find wow. footing. Wow. They would laugh at him at certain points. They'd laugh at punch. You know, they were just messing with him, man. And he wow. couldn't find his footing, and he got completely unnerved. I'd never seen Johnny. It was wow. like you saw the cracks on the wall. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, and afterwards it was like... Uh, I was going to meet. He says, "Get out of here, Johnny! Is is, is, is you got to get out? Everybody, get out of here! You know, don't don't come backstage. You don't want to go backstage." 
Wow. She was furious. You know, and so, you know, Arsenio was the guy who, who eventually, you know, forced their hand to bring in Leno early. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. Arsenio was all the exposed that huge generation gap. Like, mm-hmm. he got all, the, he, you know, he had huge ratings of young people. That's right. Yeah. 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 And then, uh, then he went off the air and then he came back, you know, like three years ago mm-hmm. and he didn't have that much power. Well, yeah, well, that's the, you can't, you know, yeah. you can't, it's, it's trying YouTube. to get like magic back. You yeah, know, yeah, that's yeah. lightning in a bottle and you can't get it back. That's right. <laughs> it's, um, I have a question because, uh, it says on your IMDb that, uh, you're in a movie called There Goes the Neighborhood. And, uh, yeah, I did. That's one of my favorite movies. No one's ever, no, no yeah, no one's ever heard of it, but it has Jeff Daniels and he's like trying to dig yep. up money. Mm-hmm. Did you ever, yeah. did you meet Jeff Daniels? Uh, yeah, I did. He was, you know, it's funny. I mean, I met him so briefly because he was spending all his free time. He was like writing a script or a play, a play mm-hmm. or something. Yeah. He told me. Mm-hmm. He'd come out of the trailer, do a scene to go right back in. And he was, he was, um, um, this is way back then. I don't know if it was a computer or one of those early word processors he was using. Showed me he was using. I can't remember exactly what it was. It was like, you know, compared to today, it was like showing somebody a musket. But but uh, <laughs> he was writing. He was writing, spent all the time his writing. <laughs> And uh, uh, I had like one scene where I was playing. I played like a prison guard, I think, or something. And and I had a gun. Yeah. And uh, I, and I spoke, and I laughed maniacally. And the director loved it. He said, <laughs> "I love that laugh. That's great." That's great. Uh, That's all I remember. That's all I remember. Uh, I I haven't. I'll be honest. I haven't seen the movie in a long time. But I remember growing up, it was one of my favorite ones. And, mm-hmm. and I, mm-hmm. so. Yeah, I did. I did small roles in, in big movies, and then eventually moved to smaller roles and smaller movies, and then smaller roles in no movies. So, yeah, but, but you know what? Like, because I do, I do comedy, and like when I started doing comedy, I did it to be an actor. But then the more I fell in love, oh really? With, yeah, but the more I fell in love with comedy, I kind of fell out of love with acting. Does that? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I never. I never. All I learned about acting was I was not very good at it. I never got in the moment and acting the way I did in stand up. Yeah, you know, just when stand up I was up there, I was just in the moment mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. felt free and and lack just not self conscious. The opposite of I was free. I was not self conscious at all. Mm-hmm. But acting I would be thinking, When's my line? Where do you where, where are mm-hmm. you in your line? Uh oh, my hand's moving. Why is my hand moving? Uh, where, where's my hand going? You know, I didn't know what I was never I was too self conscious. Never yeah, enjoyed it. Yeah. It's it's amazing how like acting makes people self conscious, but yet well, on stand up comedy, mm-hmm. it, there's a self conscious, but you don't care because you're letting it out to audiences. Yeah, yeah. I think really great actors, it's it's the opposite. I mean, I know I talk to actors, friends of mine who are really good actors, and they completely get lost in it. They're in the moment. They mm-hmm. get that. Yeah. You know. So, Rich, I have a question as a comedian. Do you do you like the term? comics comic or do you think that's kind of insulting so i like the term you like the term i i I, I, yeah i like the term and i i think it's always i wrote this in my book i think it's usually the people who have that different angle there's Uh great writers there's brilliant writers that nobody's gone to where they're going it's not the performers we respect the great performers Uh, you respect the great performers but you don't love them the way this is for me for comics that i know yeah that we love the comics who who go to places on stage, you know, in the writing aspect that other comics haven't found yet, mm-hmm. or gone, or dared to go. Yeah, and those are the comics, comic. Yeah, there you go. 
Well, the reason I asked that question is because I'm a comic, you're a comic, and you, you know I look at you as a great comic, and I didn't want to insult you with that term if you found it insur- insulting. So I have Asperger's. So no, I don't I like find it, it insulting. No, you know the, <laughs> the, the trap for for people who when they realize they are comics, comic, the, the trap for comics is to play the back of the room. You know, the comics are in the back mm-hmm. of the room, and it's yeah. like playing to the band. Mm-hmm. It it it's it's a it can be a trap. You know, uh, mm-hmm. I've seen comics sort of sacrifice their their career like they just forget about entertaining the audience they just want to entertain whatever comics are in the back of the room mm-hmm. yeah. and um yeah it, it can be a little bit of a trap yeah interesting <laughs> well it's very interesting i've never heard it put that way hey, i wish you were in the studio today because uh, alan's wearing red glasses you ever see red glasses yeah. on somebody i'm sure he has I'm just, not on a guy well i'm, I'm putting <laughs> I'm pushing the envelope, uh, Rich. And, uh, <laughs> uh, but, uh, <laughs> I mean, it's a bold choice, yeah. I mean, thank you, thank you, and that my mom will hear it. It's outgoing, right? Your fr- you mean you have you have frames that are they're big frames with red yeah, glasses? Red. I don't. I don't. You know. Yeah. Is that from the Charles Nelson Riley collection? You know what? Thank you, because I there's an old reference for the, you. Huh? Great reference. Yes, yeah. char- that's right. He had the glasses. For heaven's sakes. Yeah. yeah Big glasses, big frames. Yeah. yeah, there you go. Now, Rich, I, I have a question, and uh, you you mm-hmm. were you were a writer for Roseanne, and Roseanne. Yeah, I think Roseanne is the funniest female ever, but she's labeled as crazy or difficult to work with. Do you think working with those type of people makes you stronger as a comedy writer and a comic on stage because you've learned so much from? I don't know. I th- I think those producers who work with her and. And it probably didn't make them uh, some way stronger, but some some of people go like life's too short kind of attitude. Mm-hmm. I'm not really sure where the line is there. You know, there's big money involved. So some people go, well, mm-hmm. life will be a lot longer if I stay here and work and make this kind of money. Yeah. So the life too short thing didn't apply to that. I don't know. Mm-hmm. She's brilliant, and um, you know, she knew what she wanted. I mean, mm-hmm. I think it was proven right with that series. You know, mm-hmm. they focused on her. And you know, when she took over the thing, they were drifting away from what she thought the show should be. And initially, I think she was proven right. But yeah. then she went off the rails a little bit at the end. I don't know what to say. I mean, she, you know, yeah. she, I, I agree with it. She's hilarious. First time I saw her, I thought, wow, man. Yeah. She, this That's is true. hilarious comedy. She's brilliant. She's great. I, uh, and, uh, you know, those kind of lines. If the kids are alive when the husband comes home, <laughs> I think I've done my job. That yeah, is, yeah, That's a great line. You know, that was so different that's yeah. what she was she was different at the time she was that working class feminist yeah. it was a, a hybrid that nobody oh, seen before i like yeah. that i like that working class feminist that's a good one huh? yeah, yeah. That's, that's there was no academic mm-hmm. in the no. in the in the uh, ivory towers no theories she was living it man yeah well the reason i asked is because like you were you're a huge uh comedy you know headliner star and then you're working with roseanne the funniest female and it's like it's kind of like when you're doing, you know, riding a motorcycle and you jump over fire from like the greatest, like evil can <laughs> or something. Wow. And then you, you see someone who's just as great doing it. Like you learn their tricks and stuff, you know, it's quite a visual. I, I'm, I hope Rich can process that. I'm having, I'm processing with my glasses. <laughs> I'm, I'm still working on the jumping over the fire to murder. I've like, the comedy. I'm still, but, I'm still working on that. There you go. We're, 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 in the, we're, we're in the process of changing the name of the show to Imagination with Keith Reza. Wow. That's, uh, I, I, I can't wait for that, quite frankly. Uh, <laughs> 
stretch the metaphor with Keith Ray. There you go. <laughs> but but so you, you see comics. Was there a questionnaire? You just want to get that metaphor. Was there a questionnaire? <laughs> It was just a metaphor. No, no, that, no, that, no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Listen, uh, some of these are questions, but I have a couple of things I want to get in and post some questions. Otherwise, it looks like I'm showing off. Oh my! God. No, no, no. The, uh, the, the question was was like because you know you worked with her, so she gave you some of that. Mm-hmm. Err, you know, so like funniest female. Fun- I had my own. Err, Roseanne. I didn't need a. Err, I had my own. But uh, I think we were kindred souls in the terms that we recognized each other's. <laughs> <laughs> I I definitely uh, enjoyed you know yeah. being around her you know she was she's uh, you know she's she's interesting she's mm-hmm. she's Strong. funny and she's brilliant and interesting Strong and uh, I enjoyed being around her you know sometimes we're tough sometimes we're, you know in terms of work environment yeah when I well, I had to adjust myself to going into being you know I went there I didn't work directly for Roseanne I was in the writers room and and, there, and yeah. uh, there were a lot of producers ahead of me I was like this guy they just brought in. And, I was just beating jokes, so to speak. They said beat jokes, which means like, we need another joke here, another joke there, mm-hmm. come up with something different. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you'd come up with ideas, and they'd say, no, 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 yes, go back, here's another joke, try this one. No, 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 yes, here's another mm-hmm. one. And that's a, I was just in a factory line. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So going from being stand-up, you know, where you control every aspect, the performance, the directing of the performance, the editing of the performance, the writing, mm-hmm. when you control everything, and then you go to where I would just toss jokes out, and they'd bat them down mm-hmm. until they took one. Um, you know, it's quite an adjustment for your ego. Yeah. Now, when when they battle, when they bat, batted your jokes down, did you just were you just like, Arr! you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, no, I didn't get made up because it, I, know, I saw guys did. Some guys did. You know, they go, I know it's funny, but I, I didn't know, and I knew I got it early on. Um, learned quickly. You know, Bob Nickman was a good friend of mine, a writer. He was there already writing, and he, you know, he said, "Look, you just." Just offer them up and move on. Don't get mm-hmm. attached to them. Mm-hmm. There were probably a couple times when I first went, I thought, well, that was funny, man. What are you talking about? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's not my decision. And that's what I'm saying. You you know, you, I was an employee. I was. Mm-hmm. I went from being like the sole owner and proprietor of Rich Scheidner Stand Up Incorporated to like an employee on the Roseanne show. Mm-hmm. It shows Roseanne. It wasn't Rich Scheidner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So go off, offer up the jokes the way you, and then when they ask you to come up with an idea for a show, come up with ideas for a show. Mm-hmm. I once heard this guy say, this old veteran writer, uh, he said, I come here, I'm paid to talk from 10 o'clock till they tell me to go home. And then I stop talking and go home. Oh. You know, I'd see you there to come up with ideas and and offer them up. And then other people make the the choices until you get the position where you're the guy or woman making the choices. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then when you go home, you know, and your wife's like, hey, honey, how was your day? You just say, err, yeah. Yeah, yeah, there was a lot of that. <laughs> Look, I'm not saying it was an easy transition. I'm telling you that's what it was, but I'm not yeah. saying it went yeah. easy. I had a rough time. Yeah. It was. I got depressed. I got freaking depressed at first, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really. Wow. Well, I mean, I know, yeah. I know about depression. I have depression, and I get really depressed about my career because, like, there's as a comic, there's phases where you get booked a lot, and then there's phases where you don't get booked at all. Then you get big. Yeah, know, yeah. And I'm on that phase where I'm yeah. not getting booked at all, and I'm like, mm-hmm. Arr, you know. Oh uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And you, and you know, look, I get it. You know, I had five TV pilots that didn't go, and the last one didn't wow. go, and I, that's how I ended up writing for Roseanne because I had a kid, and I was like, wow, I'm gonna go back out in the in the road. I got heckled by Sean Penn at this club, and maybe realized I'm gonna be out here just you know doing stand up out in these nightclubs. I got a kid, I'm gonna miss her growing up, and um, I just said I gotta do something different. 
Yeah. So I, I, I went and tried to get a job, and I got a job writing for Roseanne That's so I could get off the road. You also wrote for, uh, which is one of my uh, favorite series, and not a lot of people have heard of it, and I don't know why, because I thought it was hilarious, but it was called The Mind of the Married Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My, mm-hmm. my buddy Mike Binder was the creator and the star of it, and he brought me on, and that was a great two-year ride. I mean, Mike is incredibly talented. You know, he's written so many things and directed movies, and uh, yeah. we had a good idea. I think, it was, I think it was a great, you know, show about the voice of a married man. But again, you know, it's funny how these things, um, they're like, uh, you know, uh, we, we just didn't, I didn't think we did enough chance to really do it, but I don't know. It's, it's hard to say. It's hard to say. Well, it, it, was, it was a really fun. You know what my theory about that show, why, why it didn't work? Cause I think that the, prim- the premise and the jokes were great. And this is just from a comic. Yeah. Cause like I grew up watching that show, but I yeah. think, I think the actors just didn't, they didn't have any all-star Charisma to, mm. to prove to HBO. Like Mike Binder's hilarious, funniest guy. Yeah. Jake Weber, yeah. who's my favorite actor, but no one They're knows. Terrific. Yeah, yeah, no one knows who mm-hmm. Jake Weber mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. No. You're look. You're right. We we there were a couple of different factors I think involved in it, but um, I think you're right. Yeah. Um, Emmett you know, Walsh. Um, They're like, who's that? Just you know like, what? Who knows, man? Something's just. It could be a timing thing too. So, you know, it's just not a time for like you know a lot of. Wives didn't want to hear what the guys were thinking. Mm-hmm. It's, <laughs> like, it's funny you that what you guys are thinking. You know, but, but, I don't know. Your Sex in the City was a, like they want to hear what women are thinking. Yeah, and exactly. So, interesting. I was going to say, yeah, I think yeah. that Sex in the City and Desperate Housewives kind of like stole the mind of the married yeah. men and reversed it. Yeah, they went like, for the women. Yeah, they they oh. but they but but and women love to hear that. But it's like guys. It's mm-hmm. like it's funny. It's like guys are stars of action movies and women are stars of. Um, uh, things about thoughts and feelings. I guess yeah. I don't know. I don't. Yeah, know. I think that's, I there's a lot there to that. Uh, that's changing. That's changing. But maybe that's what it was then. But I think it's changed. Obviously, has has that uh, changed your your comedy style? Because your HBO one night stand, it was so such style on relationships. Has it now? Has yeah. it changed your style? How like okay, everyone's either married yeah, or know, not in a relationship. I, no, no. I I I still do jokes about relationships obviously yeah. you know i am who i am i can't yeah become something different and it's different i mean it is different i mean you talk to my daughter and her generation they don't even they'll, they'll ask you know we used to ask people like you know hey you know what sign are you or something they'll just go how do you identify they'll be like how do you identify sexually they'll be like that's wide open mm-hmm. that was a given back then you know you're gay straight we didn't even know transgender that was even on the table no, yeah. now they'll they're like how do you identify that's that's completely open yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, so there's a whole different i mean a whole different generation of 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 relationships but i think when you get down to the core underneath i don't know how much has really changed yeah. no, i don't know yet yeah, i true. still do these jokes and they work and i don't know yeah but, but sometimes people get like again politically correct whatever oh, you want to say yeah. i'm not sure exactly what that is i think sometimes i blame it on the fact that people you know it started with burger king way back in the 70s and they said have it your way before that you wanted a burger at mcdonald's you got the burger you don't want the pickles on it you take the bun off throw the pickles off you don't want the special sauce you take a napkin wipe it off this is the way you got a mcdonald's burger yeah and the hardest thing you had to do was have it your way stuff now it's down to like order coffee by you know half calf decaf foam not foam but you know what i mean and so People, 
people expect they think the show's all about them they come to a yeah. comedy show they don't they don't identify as a crowd anymore no. no, you're catering to every so individual. So something happens, they don't like, they don't go, you know what, after the show, yeah. everybody else laughed but me. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's just me. After the show, I'll talk to the comic about it. They just scream out right then, hey, I didn't like that. Because <laughs> yeah. the show's about them. Yeah, no, it's so so narcissistic and so self-centered, the society. Yeah, the sh- and, 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 fa- and social media uh, reinforces it. Oh, please. Everything oh, in society God. reinforces it. Oh. You know, when I grew up, and maybe you guys grew up the same way, you know how you learn how to be a crowd? When you watch TV as a family. Mm-hmm. Six of us sat around. Thank you. Watched one TV. Mm-hmm. So, right? Yeah. yeah. If the show was on, you shut your mouth till commercials. Okay? Yeah. You know, yeah. you respected everybody else is watching the TV. Yeah. Yeah. Now everybody watches TV by themselves. Yeah, they're off in a room. There's every, right, they're, they're, they're watching on their iPad. They're watching mm-hmm. another TV. There's five TVs in a house. There's 14 iPads. Nobody's watching TV together. So uh. there's no ever you're never trained to be part of a crowd that's actually i didn't even think about it. that's totally true because now everyone wa- does watch different tvs in different houses and when i was growing up so they think everything yeah. every experience is about them so when they come they don't identify as being part of a crowd like you know what everybody else left but me maybe it's me i'll just wait and i'll talk to the comic afterwards because it kind of offended me or it kind of took me back yeah. But everybody else laughed. They don't care that everybody else yeah, laughed. They, they just go, that offended yeah. me. This show's about for me. This show's me. Yeah. yeah. I have, this I show's have, for me. Yeah. Rich, I have a routine, and uh, people are familiar with it, where it addresses that. And I say, you know, I've, uh, I'm out there dating, and I've given up. I just date myself. I'm dating myself. <laughs> See, he liked yeah. it. Yeah. He, he chuckled. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. I'm addressing that idea in the in the routine. You know, I date myself. I love, I love it. I, I can always please myself. Well, Typical you know, guy over there. You, 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 were, you, were, you were kind of taken back that, that I didn't laugh harder at your No. Pit. I said, no, not at all. I was telling Keith <laughs> okay. that he, here's a professional, he, le- he chuckled. I know that. Okay. No, no. Because, a couple because, of comics said, what did you say, part, Alan? This, look, this is, the, he says this this is a nice guy. This is why I don't watch Netflix specials. This is why I don't watch comedy specials. Because <laughs> I'll sit there and I'll go, I wrote that one. I did that one. Yeah. I heard it. Did it. Heard it. Should have wrote it. Wish I'd written it. Yeah. You know? Sure. Uh-huh. You get around long enough, you've heard everything, or you've written it yourself. Yeah. There's sometimes when they, they fool you, you go, sure. oh, wow. And that's rare. You know sure. what I mean? That's the problem. Yeah, I thought that was especially comedy these days. Like, Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm sure you've seen it, but I I see a lot of comics. You know, they only get on shows because they're popular on social media and stuff. But it's like, you know what? They got no talent. They're they're taking jokes from dead comedians like Drake Sather and Freddie Prince, and it's like the audience doesn't know who these guys are. And there's there's first of all, there's nothing new about that guy's doing that forever, and uh, and. I remember this guy back when I first started. I, I go, that sounds kind of familiar. That's a, then one time I was reading this Milton Berle joke book, and he was like pulling jokes right out of Milton Berle. Wow, Milton wow. Berle. Milton Berle joke book. Wow. He was like just redoing them, just kind of updating them a little bit. But they were the same joke. Yeah. See, that's kind of ballsy. I'd rather just, I'd rather just go up with stuff I write and hope it's funny. But I hear you. If it bombs, I hear it bombs. Because then I. What be else? Like, why, why else are we doing it, man? Really? Yeah. That's really. Like, taking some. That's my work? thing. Yeah. Well, Rich, we have a couple Twitter questions. Do you like Twitter? Talking about social media. <laughs> you know, I, I, I have a Twitter account. I, I post every yeah. six months just to show I'm alive. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I, I I follow you on Twitter, and the one the tweets I get once every six months they're hilarious. Uh, 
six months. <laughs> Jeez. I know, I know. I, 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 can't, this... I won't get anything else done if I spend my time. I see guys, they, they spend all their time composing tweets, yeah, retweeting, uh, working it. They work. I know they, they then go into comedy clubs and attract audiences, but I want to write other things. I don't have that much energy, man. I'm 64. Yeah. I don't have that much energy. Wow. To tweet 20 hours. Wow. You're 64? Know? I didn't know that. You look really young. Like, no, <laughs> no, no, no. You should try it. No, I'm, I'm serious. You look like... No, he does look good. Yeah. yeah. Well, he's, he, well, you know, he's a fit guy. You know, I saw, you know, he's always been I th- oriented toward fitness, I think. That's the impression I got when yeah. I watched him. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm nuts for fitness since for <laughs> the last 32 years. I, I'm crazy about fitness. Rich, I just, fitness. I just want you to know, I was just checking out your face. <laughs> Alan was checking out your body. Listen, no, please don't believe He's the one who has red glasses. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> See, this is—you can't do anything new in this town. Jesus! Please tell me, please tell me you have prescription. <laughs> You're not just wearing them to be cool. You're not just wearing red to be cool. No, actually, they're reading glasses. Yeah, that's because I mean, if if you got Jeez. them in the closeout bin, I did. You know, you, I did. This man is brilliant. I, t- I, 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 that's exactly where I got them in the closeout bin. All right, Richard. You, want, you know, I don't have money for the lens and the frame, but here I can take these frames. <laughs> exactly what happened well rich this is from uh courtney is in love with alex uh rich after seven years uh with the release of i am a comic does it still motivate you career-wise absolutely man look that thing got me back into doing stand-up it was fits and starts it was tough but jordan brady you know smart guy that he is good director he is so something there like not my lustful look watching these comics perform and and we were over I uh, used you know uh, Upright Citizens Brigade on Franklin mm-hmm. and Hollywood yeah I love that place. and um, you know it, it helped me tremendously but I I'm very grateful but yeah I, I keep I I mean I, I don't want to fall back to not performing again man yeah all right well that was from Courtney is in love with Alex uh, thank a, you Courtney and 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 Alex by proxy yeah <laughs> it's it's just so weird like why would you name your Twitter name that you yeah, know those are the mysteries of life because like what happens because if she Courtney wants, she breaks up keep, with Alex she wants to keep guys like you from contacting her <laughs> there you go this is, she covers herself well uh, well this next question is uh, Alex isn't in love with Courtney oh my god <laughs> surely you jest <laughs> boy this is social media <laughs> I think Rich is going to hang up the phone and be like, you know what? I I love Keith Reza. There you go. That's good. I like it. That Uh, was good, man. (laughs) All right. Uh, Alex isn't in love with Courtney, wants to know, Rich, is there any chance you're going to go on a writing staff on Roseanne when she comes back? That's a good question. No, I wasn't asked. Look, I I think there are like 600 former writers and producers for that show, you know? I wasn't asked. Um, I didn't expect to be asked. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's not the same show. Look, there were, like, when I was there writing, there were 24 guys on staff, men and women. I say, oh, the guys generically get in trouble for it. But there were 24 people on oh. staff. And um, that's a lot of writers. And I don't yeah. think they're going to have that kind of budget now. Oh, yes. I know, I, 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 I'm sure they got great writers doing it. Uh, and I'm looking forward to seeing what they do. I really yeah. am. Uh, 24. Yeah, that, but that doesn't seem like a lot back it does, then. It does. It's a lot. Really? I was a tremendous amount of writers. Oh. I don't know what they got on staff now, but I bet half a dozen is a good size mm-hmm. sitcom staff now. I, I don't know for sure, but I wouldn't be surprised. Well, the budgets aren't the same. You know, mm-hmm. she was she was 
Her budget was like over a million dollars at one point. A show, a million dollars a show. Wow. Yeah, that, and the budgets nowadays aren't, yeah, you're right. No, yeah. they don't get the ratings. No, they don't. They yeah. don't get the ratings. You know, Foxworth, I wrote, wrote on Jeff Foxworth's show, his show was canceled with a seven or eight, something like that. Wow. You know? They'd be, they be naming boulevards after him now with an eight. Wow. That's... You know, it's tough. Eight. I, I much talked to a guy who was a writer uh, back in the in the late sixties and seventies. Right, he wrote on Mash these kind of shows. He said one time there were only three networks. He had a show that got a thirty-one was canceled because it was third out of three shows. Wow, thirty-one. Yeah, that's harsh. They, they're not. They renamed Los Angeles to his name. <laughs> oh man, no. this advice is really yeah. making me not want to be a comedy writer anymore. Well, don't get well, uh, no, no. I mean, it, there's, there's still look. There's more shows out there now than ever. Shows. They no, just no, don't no, pay no. as much money because they don't get the ratings used to get. It's yeah. everything's split up in such small sections. No, I was, I was totally kidding because I write for a podcast. Oh. I write for a podcast, and you know, I submit my jokes and my material, and it doesn't get picked up. But it's like one out of every hundred. Well, you know, Nor- it's Norm McDonald. Yeah, way to name sure. drop. Huh? I always, I always name drop. This is show business. <laughs> but. uh... <laughs> Jesus. All right. The worst thing is when you drop a name and they go, who? Yeah, that's, <laughs> I, I know. That's bad. Um, well, my names that's, aren't, aren't yeah. as heavy as I thought. <laughs> it's like, oh, I got to get really better yeah, at this name dropping. Thing. I, yeah, I better get better names. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, last Twitter question. This is from Roxman101. Uh, Rich, is there any comic that s- started doing comedy in the 90s that has improved now? I think I think what they're saying. Comic is, that started in the '90s and has improved. Yeah, I think what they're saying is because you retired and then you came back and you said and you saw them better, like improve. Uh, I can't remember anybody that went. Oh uh, no, that's a tough, no. that's a tough, that's a tough question. There are people who have improved. I tell you, in my time, I'll tell you the, the guy who who in my time, and this is my time. When I first saw Dennis Wolfberg, and you probably don't know who he is, but you can Google him and see him. Yeah. When I first saw him, I wasn't that impressed. I saw him in the comic strip, seventy nine, mm-hmm. eighty. You know, in that t- in that in that time when he was first starting, I was like, ah, uh, you know, he he didn't really impress. He used to end his act with this um, singing uh, "Bye Bye American Pie," mm-hmm. you know, and all me and sing along. And mm-hmm. I really wasn't impressed with Dennis that much as a stand-up comic. Really nice guy on stage, but not as a stand-up. And then back in the mid eighties, I kind of lost touch with him you know i was out on the road doing my thing and somebody one time there's a club called igby's over in west la oh, like yes. 87 88 Igby's. somewhere near somebody said man we're going over to watch dennis Wolfberg tonight what oh man he is tearing it up and i went over there man and he found his voice and he found his style and he was killing and he got taken down early by cancer but he was a guy that was going to break big i mean he was he just was so likable but he found us i mean just saw somebody improve he just mm-hmm. found it man mm-hmm. Well, yeah. yeah. Now, thank you, uh, Rich, because that's a, that was a tough question, and uh, the that idea was a that, tough question. that somebody evolves suddenly, and you, you know, you're looking at them one way, and then that's what's funny about uh, stand-up. It, it's an look, organic. look, look. I tell you what. Here's a name you do know, probably, <laughs> okay. and maybe you're the first answer question. Bill Hicks. I oh, Bill yeah. Hicks. He was, he was yeah. a middle act. Yeah. yeah. Bill. Bill was a middle act, and he was doing. He did Letterman show. He was doing straight stand up in clubs. You know, he knew how to do that. His drunk driving bit and stuff mm-hmm. like that. He did mm-hmm. stuff that were crowd pleasing bits for comedy clubs back mm-hmm. in the early 80s. Mm-hmm. And at some point, Bill was like, I can't do this anymore mm-hmm. and sleep at night. We couldn't sleep anyway. Let's put it there. I couldn't do this anymore <laughs> and shave. Sure, okay, sure. whatever it was, Bill snapped. He started working mm-hmm. more truthfully to who he was. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I remember then seeing one time and went, whoa, because he was 
he was middling for me and he started doing this whole bit that we were doing he was doing off stage about elvis presley and mm -hmm. all these stuff about preachers and all and then he did it on stage and walked half the crowd but mm -hmm. i was laughing despite the fact that i was going to follow him and deal with half a crowd because he ran half of them out yeah i went oh my god this this is something different where'd this come from you know he's doing this yeah well rich unfortunately yeah. the the time is Tick. Okay. And uh, yeah, I know you got a show in ten minutes. Well, that's it, you know, that, yeah, that was so generous of you. Yeah. He's got a gig, and he's thank he's, you for calling you in. Know, and hey, Keith, I really had a lot of fun, Alan. Thank you. Thank guys. you, yeah, thank, thank you, Rich. Rich, is there, is there a place the folks at home can find you? You, you want to name uh, your site? Yeah, they can find me at richshidner dot com. You can find me on Facebook. Um, yeah. You know, Rich Shidner, I T C H S H Y D N E R. Buy the book, Kicking Through the Ashes. You know, beautiful. All right, Rich. Kill it tonight, pal. Kill it, dude. All right, thanks, guys. Bye. Right. Take care. Bye. Great guy. That was the great Rich Scheidner, guys. No, I uh, I was so impressed uh, how he answered some of your really uh, amazing uh, Twitter, which that was a hard question. That I, was I, a hard question. You know, I was almost about to chime in and say, do you need any, do you need any help on that one? Yeah, that yeah. That got me so nervous I can't even say. Duh, 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 duh. That, that, was that, a, that was actually a very hard question. I don't know why I chose it. Well, I mean, he—he. He I think because I, I think I think I chose it because like I thought like maybe it'd be interesting. It was. Yeah, but I, I guess I didn't figure out how many com. Like I was thinking like yeah. For example, maybe Todd Glass started in the '90s. Now he's, you know, Todd Glass. Well, yeah, yeah. So I. Yeah. But yeah, after I read the but question, I was sure. like, "That's a fucking hard question." Mm -hmm. Well, you know, he mentioned Hicks, Bill Hicks. Yeah, so but he Bill Hicks it. is dead. But he tagged it with the fact that Bill Hicks came up with authentic material that was closer to his own persona, yeah. who he was. And, you know, you and I have talked about that, that your new material must be you. It must be the truth. It must be who you actually are, not just the same jokes you've heard, you know, the same type of material. Yeah. You can do the same type of material, but, you did, know. Did you know – I'm sorry to interrupt. Go on. No, no, no. But did you know on June 10th, 1976 – Rich Schneider did The Tonight Show with Johnny Carson? I did. With John Zervolta? The, and uh, Meredith Streeth? I don't recall him. And Street Tom and, Cruise? Wow, that's a lot of names. Uh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Remember we were listening? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I don't even know if that was the right day. That's, like, uh, that's just honest. <laughs> Just like, you know, I just thought that was just so funny. I mean, not not to like, you know. But that, is, like, that is funny in a way. I yeah, because it's it like, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I thought I was uh, sure living the life. Yeah, yeah well. It's, it's like, Alan, did you know on December 12th, uh, 1996, yeah. mm -hmm. you were at Starbucks? I may, might have been. Yeah, it's yeah. like. Yeah. Uh, that's where you're screwing with people. So that's like a <laughs> mine. Um, we don't want to. It's a mine F. <laughs> it's a mine. <laughs> yeah, you know what a mine. <laughs> my mom my you're, mom you're on the air mother, i think my, everyone heard that no well for those of you who I, ladies and gentlemen it, I in four I years i got alan lee to curse yeah i apologize and mother don't Must be those don't, red glasses i'll just tell my mom not to listen to the last 20 minutes of this no alan we love you the rifters love you oh i love you too everyone on the on on rifters say alan lee and you know that i'm the kind of guy that no matter where i am a checkout line at cbs uh, walgreens Ralph's, you can approach me and I, I'll give you an autograph. Yeah. And you'll name drop and be like, yeah, man, oh, I just chat. interviewed Rich Steiner. I'll chat, I'll chat with you. See? Com very complimentary on my red glasses. <laughs>
He doesn't thank tweet, you. so he doesn't follow me, but woo. Thank you. Thank you. That High was five. Really sweet. That was a great show. I loved it. All right, guys. Well, for the folks at home, you can follow yeah. Rich Schneider on social media, uh, Facebook. Uh, his last name is spelled S-H-Y-D-N-E-R. Uh, Alan Lee, do you have anything coming up? Well, you know, I am going to go see, we're going to go see, perhaps, we're going to go see our friend Jay Moore. Uh, oh, we a name drop. <laughs> He was a guest on our show, as you remember. <laughs> and hopefully we, we will. And, uh, you know, we've got a busy night. Uh, it's going to be fun. Yeah, we have other people coming on. Yeah. And, and we'll let you find that out. And next week will be our last one of the season. That's right. We're and, closing uh, out the season. And then I'm going back to school. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to try and uh, get more comedy gigs and stuff. Sure. You know? And you're right. But you're always writing. We, yeah. But we do got to go. Uh, if you guys want to help the show... This is very important. If you guys want to help the show, uh, subscribe on the iTunes at Reza Riffs. Mm-hmm. Hit, you know, subscribe, rate, and review us and uh, with honest feedback. That's one. Who would you please? Yeah, because we need it. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, you know, like us on Twitter and Instagram please. at Reza Riffs and our Facebook at Reza Riffs. And we love you. We love you. Good night. Uh, thanks again once again to Rich Schneider, and I'm Keith Reza. Have a good night. You're listening to Razor Riffs with Keith Razor and Alan Lee right here on LA Talk Radio. Hey guys, thanks for listening to the show. I really appreciate it. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcast. Give us some feedback. Good, honest, terrible, doesn't matter. Also, follow us on social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at Razor Riffs. I am also on Stereo if you would like to chat with me there, www.stereo.com slash Keith and on Cameo, www.cameo.com slash Keith If you enjoyed the show, please send us a donation on the Anchor app. We really do appreciate it, and we'll rift with you again soon.